Hello and welcome to the Art of Community podcast. My name is Ben, and today we're finishing up part two of our interview with Israel and Christina Rios. Obviously joined also by my wife, Heather. And if you were missed last week, uh, the first part of this interview, that would be episode six. Go back and check that out. We are picking up right where we left off, talking about hosting in your home, things to do, things not to do. We had a great time talking with Israel and Christina, and I think you'll enjoy the rest. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our time together. we've learned a lot of people don't invite it's because they have small houses Mm -hmm. and um well that's just not an excuse invite one One or two couples at a time or really Mm -hmm. small people (laughs) yeah me and israel are small people so invite us into your small space (laughs) yeah or or you can even (laughs) it doesn't even have to be into your space so like you can say um doesn't you know, do you want, mm-hmm. would you want to meet me at the park or would you guys want to go out to dinner sometime? Like you can still establish mm-hmm. community and not, even yeah. if you had an apartment, mm-hmm. I mean, even if you had somewhere that you didn't have somewhere, pe- people to like a way to invite people, yep. if you lived with family or, you know what I mean? Like whatever that might be, even if you didn't have a way to invite people into your space, you can still like be intentional about establishing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something I've enjoyed, like we have a small group, I mean, a supper club where we meet once a once a month and um we all have different seasons of life right now Mm -hmm. um there might be a couple that's kind of similar some of them have young kids but um we each took a month um a, a night during a month where we put it together and so we had one couple who had a smaller house and um so they would sit us outside on the deck and then we had another couple that had a smaller house and we went bowling and we got to watch Israel do a dance in the middle of the bowling alley. <laughs> Which we may should put that in our show notes. <laughs> no, we don't. My whole small group has that now. Dancer. Oh my God. Israel, you're so smooth. It's so terrible. Don't watch it. It's the best. It's going to bring but your those, eyes. It may end up in the show notes. But um, those kind of things... <laughs> But doing like experiencing those things together, um, seeing how, um, seeing the things that make people smile, being in their home and seeing who they are, um, you could just get to know them more. Mm-hmm. What are like the things that you always make sure that you have, like, so that people will feel at home? Like, what are the things that like Gallon. are kind of deal, b- mm. deal breakers for you? Totally Gallon paper. storage bags. What? Gallon storage bags and toilet paper. Those two things. You could have asked me that question a thousand times. I never would have thought of gallon, gallon storage bags and toilet paper. Those hey, are the essentials for. If you don't have toilet paper. You're not going to be comfortable. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. Toilet paper. Two ply. Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Two ply. Costco is the best. Maybe they'll sponsor you now. Why gallon? <laughs> why gallon bags? And and gallon bags. Everybody in my small group know where I keep my gallon bags, because when you have leftover food, I mean, not that we ever have leftover food, but <laughs> when you do, you can send people it home can with people. take it with them, and then later on, 
during the week, they're eating your food and they're remembering what a great time they had the other night. So do you try to make extra on purpose so that people can take it home? Sometimes. We were just at Israel's families and we did like a taco thing and we intentionally had extra. Yeah. Sometimes I don't, we don't try to. We just don't know like how many people are Israel show used, up. Israel used to cater for, oh, that's true too. Yeah. Israel used to cater for like 500 people. So everything we do is in like, Bulk. <laughs> Huge <It's> bulk. In bulk. <laughs> He's afraid of running out. Yeah. So why don't we talk about food then for a minute? Because I think it's another big one. Thinking about like there's the I don't like my house or whatever barrier. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the I don't know how to cook yeah. thing. So what would you say to somebody who's not a chef, doesn't even cook for themselves, maybe? And like what can they do? Can to, you edit to, this to be in your practical section real quick? I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> There's no practical section. It's all, okay. It's all impractical. Pra- it's all impractical. <laughs> when you said food. It's all useless. <laughs> <laughs> when, you said, when you said food, I thought of this. Um, asking about um, people's allergies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, write a note somewhere or just remember it, um, you know. Leslie's a first, uh, can't have apples or <laughs> Christina's can't have shrimp. So, um, mm-hmm. like allergies are important. So if it's somebody that you don't know or mm-hmm. you're not sure of, just ask. People don't care if you have to tell them 10 times that they're allergic to avocados, then, you know, it's fine. Or just food they don't like. Or food they don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beans make me gassy. I can't have those. Mm. Sorry. Amen. Please don't mm. make them. Give me the beans. <laughs> beans might be gassy, but I can't have those. Tina's beans. <laughs> oh, no. She went there. Oh, Heather. She Tina's went beans. there. God. Give me some of them. Tina's beans. That's our next sponsor. Forget Costco. I want to be sponsored by Tina's, Tina Jean's beans. <laughs> oh, Tina Jean's no. gassy beans. <laughs> Mine aren't too gassy. I'll make him edit this out. This episode, Sponsor of Community Podcast, brought to you by Tina Jeans. Bino. (laughs) Made to order. (laughs) Five special flavors on special this Benjamin, at least. Anyway, um, so back to allergies. Do you have gastro Are you irregular? Okay. <laughs> Try. Benjamin. Tina's gassy beans. All right. Flaxseed. Yes, Reflexi Christina, oil. what were you going to say? Um, allergies. So, you know, just ask people what they're allergic to before you, like, put a whole meal together. Mm-hmm. What about, yeah. um, what about if somebody can't cook? If somebody can't cook, then call Israel. He can cook. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, there's, like, if you, you don't, if you don't like to cook or don't know how to cook, you can always just order pizza. Mm-hmm. You can always just get coke out and go to your house. Um, there's other ways around it. Bojangles. Um, yeah, you can just go to a restaurant and get a meal to go, and you can have it together. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily uh, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another thing is um, you can learn one meal and be yeah. good at that one meal mm-hmm. so if spaghetti jar spaghetti is it i mean most people don't really care what they're eating anyway it's about being in community but 
food does bring us together. And yeah. so me and Israel, that's kind of our tactic. I, I, I guess you cannot, you don't have to have food. Some people could just, you know, if you want to do dessert and coffee even, yeah. um, especially if you're not super comfortable with like cooking and stuff. Mm, yeah. We just trick people with food. <laughs> we yeah. just work for them. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's your hook. Yeah. Do you have like a certain way of deciding on what kind, like not all food is conducive to bigger, bigger groups or like, do you kind of have so some rules? We, yeah, we both grew up poor. So we know how to cook for cheap. Um, if you want to, if you're cooking for a larger group, make pastas and salad. And if you're on a budget, you mm-hmm. know, and like soups, uh, and like beef stews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also have people bring stuff. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like mm-hmm. have them bring. Yeah, I'll say you do a covered dish, and you can even say to people like, "What what thing do you make that's your you feel like?" What's the best thing you make? Mm-hmm. And if they're like, well, it's spaghetti or whatever. Or you say, could, okay, we'll bring that. And then mm-hmm. you go around to the people you invited. And then you end up with this great meal. And everybody's mm-hmm. kind so of expressing themselves, too, at the same time. It's kind of cool. Yeah. There's one time a year we do that. And that's Halloween. That everybody, I don't put a menu together. Mm-hmm. And Heather always brings KFC chicken. <laughs> and it's the it best up, thing we make. <laughs> it so always good. ends up being KFC. like so a favorite good. and everybody's like dang not a kfc <laughs> always yep <laughs> um just because it's like a really busy time everybody's trying to get costumes on and everything um but yeah i think too like grilling out like that's in kind yeah. of an easy i mean not everybody's mm-hmm. a great griller but like hot dogs or something like that yeah. like that's not like that's something that usually people can kind of figure out. You could do tacos too. That's mm-hmm. like a really good one because people can bring different toppings. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so all you have to make is the beef the meat, or yeah. the chicken. Mm-hmm. Or and baked potato bar. Mm-hmm. A baked potato bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben's going to get hungry. Mm-hmm. We should have brought food. <laughs> well, we had a small group. We did, for a while, we did a small group where we had a meal every time that we did small group. Mm-hmm. And so we would like, we kind of did what we do with the supper club where we would let somebody be responsible for the main mm-hmm. dish and then let people bring the sides for it. So we could say, here's the main dish, which is tacos. As an example, I need everybody to bring toppings, drinks, and a dessert or something like that. And then they just fill in the blank with what it is that they're going to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even like shooting out a text message, just being like, hey, here's what I'm going to make. Then it's a quick and easy response. You know what everybody's bringing. So if there's any holes that need to be filled you have a pretty good idea of it like ahead of time and Mm -hmm. as you do this you get better at it you learn Mm -hmm. things that don't work things that do work Mm -hmm. and you just go with it yeah i think a lot of it is just not having not being hard on yourself yeah about and having like silly expectations like where you got to make because i like even if you like google like hospitality or dinner party or any like you, the pictures you get are like of these people like with this like farm style table <laughs> and there's like candles and mm-hmm. wine glasses and every, and there's everybody's like laughing hilariously mm-hmm. and it looks like something out of like HGTV yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and you kind of get this idea that it's going to be idyllic like that mm-hmm. and you're going to make some amazing meal and it's going to be like the movies and it's, that's not real life. It's mm-hmm. just not, 
maybe there's one in a hundred people that can pull that off, but it's usually more, it's more messy. Mm -hmm. The, the food's normal food. It's Mm -hmm. people are sitting at your table. Maybe your table's not big enough. So they're sitting all over your house. Mm -hmm. People are spilling stuff on the floor. Mm -hmm. Spilling hot chocolate in their lap. That happened one time. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, but that's more fun mm-hmm. than that picture, I feel like. Oh, yeah. But it requires the host to be like chill yep. as far as like not expecting themselves to be perfect, saying the food to be perfect or anything else. And if they're that way, then mm-hmm. people will relax. If you're all tense about everything mm-hmm. and constantly apologizing because you didn't do cook something right or, or whatever, everybody's going to feel tense yeah. and you're working against yourself. And I think just like I think, relaxing. I think sometimes important. the, sometimes the mishaps tend to be the things that people oh, yeah. will like remember and laugh about and tell stories about mm-hmm. in the future. Like mm-hmm. even if, if you are mortified that whatever X, Y, Z happened, like it tends to be the thing that people remember. And so if you don't take yourself too seriously, then it becomes a funny thing that everybody points back to that evening or that day about is Mm -hmm. remember when you showed up in your pajamas (laughs) Mm -hmm. when things go wrong also like let people help you yeah so you know a kid spills milk all over the kitchen or something a gallon of milk there's usually somebody that says i want to help let them help yeah the Mm -hmm. mop is (laughs) yeah you know you can it, it's okay to say, yeah, I, I need help. Yep. Or I'd like help, even if you don't need it. Yeah. So what are some, uh, if you can think of any, some mistakes that you've made that other people can learn from? Mm. Not, and not, it doesn't have to just be with like food. It can be anything having to do with this topic. Everything we're talking about, at some point we made the mistake. And that's why we're talking about it, because we know mm. where we've struggled probably. Yeah. Yeah. Israel is a introvert. I'm an extrovert. And so for a long time, the biggest mistake we made was not inviting people over. And he was satisfied and I was mortified. <laughs> mortified. That's not a good word. Unhappy. I was enraged. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Enraged. No, I didn't translate the same yeah. in my head. I felt empty and he was just, he didn't understand because he, he didn't realize that he needed it to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, I think the biggest mistake was that just not inviting people over because we, well, mainly me, I felt comfortable and sometimes I can get that way, you know, where I'm just, I'm tired for, the week it was a really busy week and the kids and then we have you know church on sunday and just like overwhelmed because that's so hard <laughs> right especially this sermon uh, brutal they're so Dreadful. long <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it was really easy for me to just shell out and not want to do anything with anybody mm-hmm. um but you know every time we have have people over in our house even when you feel like that it was like oh wow that was really good Mm -hmm. i needed that Uh, you know we had a good time and we laugh and you share a meal with people and it was a really great time Mm -hmm. um every single time yeah it's it's like i needed that but i don't know you need it (laughs) right yeah 
Yeah, so pay attention, introverts. I think one of the things that you guys have probably learned from doing it, but it is something that I think makes you good at, at the hospitality thing and making people feel at home is like you think through, I think you probably think through the whole night, even if it's not a meal, so like, or the whole day or whatever, like even if it's not a mm-hmm. meal, like what's going to be needed? We need places for people to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to make sure we have cups and plates and napkins. And mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds really practical, but I think that like probably there's been times where you forgot some major component, you know what I mean? And it's Mm -hmm. like, so thinking through some of that and even having lists that you can go back to, or, and like you said, as you do it more, you learn more. But um, I think it's something that's really good. is like, you think ahead about what people need. Mm -hmm. Ice. We always forget ice. Ice. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) you want to know my mistake. (laughs) You want to know my mistake. It's ice. Yeah. Ice is my, to be ice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It will always be ice. (laughs) <laughs> it's her biggest failure <laughs> I feel like she's looking at me I don't think I'm, you uh, haven't messed up with ice since the last in the last few times we've gotten together no great. I did I didn't have ice the other day I needed it small group oh yep mm. yeah so I think I think though that that's a way that you learn from mistakes is just okay what's something I I might forget and mm-hmm. but I think it's one of the ways that people feel really comfortable is you've thought ahead up about what people need and it's already there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, One of the things I've noticed about both of you, that's more of an intangible thing is like, it's clear. Like when you, when you, when I've come to your house for things that you've planned ahead and everything, but like once people show up, you quickly shift gears into like, you're still, you still have to get stuff done and make food and whatever, but, you quickly get focused on people Mm -hmm. and you're engaging people and like not just talking over them Mm -hmm. and trying to be like super entertaining. Mm -hmm. Like I got to entertain you. It's more like I want to, like you're asking questions to people and how are you doing? What you've been up to and you know, how's it, and you're remembering things about them and asking them about those things. How are the kids or if they have kids or whatever it is that, and so there's this kind of, you feel like as soon as you walk in the door, you feel cared about and like, you're genuinely interested in in connecting with me mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. opposed to I've been in situations before at a party or whatever. And it's like, you feel it's like the hosts feel like they have to entertain you. Like, and they're, are you happy? Are you comfortable? Are you, and they're mm-hmm. either trying to be really funny mm-hmm. or <laughs> just be, and keep you entertained when that's not why you're there. You're there to like have a conversation mm-hmm. and you guys are good at creating in, an environment where that happens and it's not chaotic, but, and some of that's probably in who you invite to and mm-hmm. all that, but I think that's important. Something people don't think about, like once the party starts and people show up, you have to switch gears into like, hey, yeah, how so, are you doing? So you're not like mm-hmm. hovering over the grill. You can be at the grill, but while you're at the grill, you're talking to people. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in the kitchen, you're also talking to people and including mm-hmm. people. And So mm-hmm. I've been on the other end of that where when I got there, they all went to the kitchen and they stayed there and it was super awkward for me. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of think of that time and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to feel like a, an inconvenience or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I forgot to bring up, but yeah. So 
being selfless and thinking of other people, asking them, how is your week? And um, if you can try to remember something about them, you know, like if they have kids, if their kids just had a recital, how'd that go? Um, Mm -hmm. But as you get to know people, it it comes more naturally. Mm -hmm. It's harder when you just meet somebody. I'm terrible with names. If I've ever forgot your name or called you something different, I'm really sorry. (laughs) I've forgotten your name before, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, you guys also, at least when there's groups that are not normally around each other, you guys will like maybe have some games or Mm -hmm. like not, you don't, it's not like you have something that people have to be entertained, but you've thought through like we could do this if it's awkward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if we play a game or if we have specific questions to ask, then it can kind of take that awkward edge off. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Games are great. We love cards and board games. At least I do. I pull him into it. I'm so Um, good at him. The best. (laughs) So good. Mm. If it wasn't for me, y'all, he would be wanting to play like Monopoly. Monopoly's good. I like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good way to lose friends. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Four hours later. How to make friends. How to lose friends. <laughs> How to make enemies. Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think just like when people are coming over, you're... You you have this mentality. You get in. You get in your house ready. You're getting the food ready. You're getting everything else ready. But when people show up, all that becomes secondary, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the people becomes primary. Yeah, because you can forget them. about why you're actually doing this. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys have struck a balance um, of like you have enough prepared mm-hmm. that you're not having to be super super busy, but you don't have everything prepared where it seems like it's a show. And so, like, there's still something to invite people into. Like, hey, could you help me set the table? Or could you help me finish up what I'm doing? Or And so that there's still, like, some activity that's happening. But you're not like, I need you to not talk to me because I'm doing this right now. You know, like, there's <laughs> right. not some of that. Like, where you're no, able to I will of, put you to work. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that those kind of things make people feel at home. They sure do. You know? Um, I used to I used to kind of beat myself up about that. Like, oh, I failed. I forgot to bring the chairs up from the garage. But then I realized, like, you know, a guy comes in and he's like, can I help? Yeah, you can get the chairs from the garage. And he feels needed and he feels like he contributed to whatever you have going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that makes it feel more family than if, because if if you have everything perfect and there's nothing to kind of contribute to it, then people will it's not that it makes them feel necessarily uncomfortable but they don't feel as like it's as inclusive like it's as yeah. um a much a part of what you know they're not as much part of it it's if you kind of have a task for them to do or something for them to bring or whatever it is mm-hmm. um oh, that's yeah. true. so what do you do about other people's kids spank them spank them <laughs> it's always lock them in a room turn the doorknob around <laughs> yeah we still have a few kids at our house that they haven't come and picked them up yet you can let them out you put shot collars on them. ben you're gonna have to <laughs> edit that out long range wireless shot collars i told israel that they we bring the best out in each other and so this was probably going to be one hard one for ben to have to edit yeah 
Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to edit anything. <laughs> you have to edit it's that. It's going to be like a no. two-hour podcast. Yeah. Look, if you think I'm serious about putting shot collars on children, <laughs> you need to get a life <laughs> and figure some things out. Some people get offended. <laughs> okay, so seriously. What are seriously. You I'm, seriously. Okay. <laughs> Disclaimer, seriously. everyone. I am not endorsing nor encouraging <laughs> anyone to put shot collars on children or adults or any human beings whatsoever. <laughs> Is that good? Uh, Disclaimer. Wow. No, please don't cancel me. All right. Canceled. So, um. Seriously, kids. what about kids? What so, do you do? So, kids. We plan for kids. Um, We have kids of our own. So, we have toys at our house. And mm. I don't like to pull out. I like to pull out age-appropriate gifts. I mean, gifts. Age appropriate hey. <laughs> <laughs> toys. I don't ever get gifts. <laughs> <laughs> um, age appropriate toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if they are pretty well behaved boys, so it's like two of them, and I don't know how old, like eight years old. Well, pull out some Legos. They're probably going to be fine with them. Mm-hmm. But you may not want to pull out Legos if you have a two-year-old. Yeah. That's not going to go well. Don't just swallow mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, coloring books, uh, depending if you want to deal with Play-Doh or not, letting them go outside, uh, let them play with your kids. We don't really plan too much for kids outside of pulling out age-appropriate. We, we don't let toys in our living room anymore. I mean, Jasmine's six, so she's our youngest, and Alina doesn't really play with toys, but uh, we don't ever have toys in our living room, so I can actually pull out what I want them to play with mm-hmm. and put up breakables. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just, you know, out of courtesy, because that poor mom, she's like freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some friends come over before who had two little boys and they're pretty um full of spirit and they love to take our cushions off the couch and guess what it's hurting nobody yeah so we sit on the floor and we've had some great conversations while the boys pull cushions off my chair you just have to sometimes let that go Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a huge another big issue is some people like you have like the spectrum that's like people whose house is doesn't isn't conducive because of clutter or, or whatever or size or and some stuff like that then you also have on the other end of the spectrum is people with the perfect house mm-hmm. and they don't want they have such a narrow like they don't want kids in their house because kids will make a mess and kids will scratch <clears> the floor <throat> or take the cushions off the couch or in my case you know in our case like put boogers on the wall in the bathroom <laughs> so gross but this is part of the deal and so like and they know that's going to happen something like that's going to happen and they don't want that in their house they don't have so now they've narrowed the people they can invite over to people that don't have kids or won't bring their kids so they'll Mm -hmm. say well you can come but your kids can't come Mm -hmm. and it's like and then they're frustrated because they don't have friends Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's that's a big i mean i don't want to be judgy but it feels like sounds like a, a kind of idolatry to me like mm. or materialism like mm. your stuff is more, more important, important than people right yeah. it's like we have had like chairs broken mm. we've had kids like bite our cat 
<laughs> um, like literally bite. <laughs> had a two-year-old bite and I love her for it because the cat needed to get bitten. <laughs> the cat started it, but the child picked up the cat and bit it. And bit it. Yeah, nice. and so like we have all these stories where mm-hmm. people will tear yeah. your stuff up, they'll make stains. They yeah. won't be horrible. I mean, some people mm-hmm. are horrible, but yeah, generally it it's just normal life. Yeah. And you got to kind of get over it and, and make a decision. I think like my st- I'm never, ever going to let my stuff be more important than people. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. really where we are. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it's also a way to disciple your kids. We're going to do like a whole nother episode about kids, but I think it is a way to disciple your kids in hospitality of like, um, my kids, like, um, for a while I would be like, okay, we're going to have small group. You can pick up your room. So they pick up their room and then, yeah. Um, small group would be over and their room would be destroyed, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, and they would say, mom, this is ridiculous. Like I'm cleaning my room and then my room gets more destroyed than it was before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, in tears. Crying yeah. About, yeah. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. that's part of, that's part of hosting. But also let's talk to the other kids and teach them like they need to be helping because mm-hmm. like we're all in this together, but there is a place where like, if you're somebody that's hosting or if you're somebody that's kind of going to put yourself out there that way you might you might your kids might have to clean the room twice and but it's good for them like yeah. because they're learning community they're learning like why community is important and they're having those memories of growing up with these kids and yeah. growing up like making memories with all that kind of stuff and yeah. um and so it's a good way to disciple your kids like if they get too obsessed with their stuff it's like no no no, no. take a step back Mm-mm. like people are more important than stuff yeah. we can buy new things or maybe you don't even need it like mm-hmm. um and it's not to say you let people abuse that. Like you can have and you should be having discussions with the other kids as to let's or with the other parents. Like let's pick up, let's make sure we're taking not being too rough, you know, that kind of thing. But um but also it's a way to teach your kids like mm-hmm. yeah, that it, it's a way to go ahead, babe. Mm-hmm. It's a way to um so iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And so like if you have somebody coming into your house and destroying it. Well, you might need to have a conversation with them. Like mm-hmm. they still need to be respectful of your mm-hmm. things. One time, me and Israel had this kid who was every single time they would come over, they would put gum behind my like, like right beside oh, my yeah. buffet. It was kind of hard to see it, and it was really annoying because they went out of their way to put it there every single time, <laughs> and we couldn't figure out who it was. Ben. Sorry, <laughs> and so what we I did like my gum. What can I, say? <laughs> I could have easily pick it up the next week <laughs> chew, it. chew it put it back same piece of gum I could have easily have um, texted all the parents and said you need to talk to your kids but the next time they came over I like to be clever the next time they came over like I guess it's happened within like a few weeks because we weren't sure exactly like out of our groups that we hang out with who it was. We gave them all a piece of gum, but we gave them certain colors to figure out who was doing it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Wow. That scares me a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's evil genius. (laughs) (laughs) We figured it out and it didn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. That, well, that was going to be one of my questions too. Is like, how do you deal with people who sort of take advantage of your hospitality? Who, you know, and it, it, it may not be like this kind of evil, 
like jerk kind of thing. It's just they a lot of people will take advantage of your hospitality and not know it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't help clean up or they don't talk to their kids about they, <clears throat> those mm-hmm. like where somebody kind of crosses a line where you think, okay, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not something I should just bear with. I need yeah. to somehow I can't keep letting this happen. Like, how do you deal with those kind of situations? Definitely pray about it first. I'm sure Israel has other practical advice. Especially if it's going to be, um, sometimes those conversations are hard to have with their parents mm-hmm. um, because people get defensive with their kids. If it, if it happens to be their kids, I don't know why. I th- I feel like every situation <laughs> felt that way. It was because of kids, mm-hmm. but it hasn't kept us from inviting kids over. Um, it's been um, really important that we have kids in our home as well. Yeah, and I, I think uh, that one is a hard one because, like you say, you know, we love our kids and we're they're angels. <laughs> <laughs> so when someone tells you they did something wrong, mm-hmm. you're going to feel embarrassed, first yeah. of all, then mm-hmm. defensive. So I think just bringing that conversation to them, but just being gentle, gentle about it and uh you know, it's not the end of the world because our right. things are going to break. Right. And our, our kids do stuff too. Yeah. 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 And we have kids and they have broken stuff. So just, just making them aware of mm-hmm. it, not making, not shaming them for it and not saying, you know, you were a horrible parent because yeah. your kid broke something. Mm-hmm. And we're just making you aware of it. And that's it. Um, I, I think when, when people value their things more than, the relationship mm-hmm. is a problem. And I think sometimes we forget that we're not of this world. Right. You know? We we are not to love this world. You know, things come and go. But relationships that you make and the sacrifices that you make, they go a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we're walking um, together. Yeah. Christina, didn't you say that there was some, I think it was for a small group, like that you guys kind of established some ground rules with yeah the kids. so we don't mm-hmm. always do that but this was um specifically week after small week group. yeah right. it's every week we were having a meal together and so we just told them you at very at the very first small group meeting because mm-hmm. it really eliminates um people feeling like you're talking directly to them because they've done this thing before. Yeah. So you're eliminating that kind of thing um, by doing it very first. So mm-hmm. very first small group. Um, establish some ground rules. So we eat every every time we get together. Throw away your food or your stuff, um, your plate, your kids. Clean up after your children. Because we both have full-time jobs, too. I don't want to clean, like, 45 minutes before I go to bed. Yeah. But, um, so, and it really makes it a closer community. All the women in the kitchen, or and the guys, too, come in the kitchen. And everybody working together as a team, mm-hmm. uh, getting it together, somebody taking the trash out, and then have our, our meeting. And it just doesn't take that long to do but just establishing those ground rules if you don't want drinks in your living room say that ahead of time Mm -hmm. if you want um somebody to not turn on all the lights (laughs) then just just request it i mean 
don't get all up in arms if it doesn't happen exactly the way you want it to. But over time, um, people get kind of in the groove of doing that. Yeah, and I think over time, it naturally happens where um, people feel mm, responsible for yeah. your house. Yeah. So they just take care of your house mm-hmm. and they help you. Um, yeah. And they look out after your house over time. But at the beginning, you do have to set those ground rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't say that for like a dinner party, but for a small group, if it's something that's going to be weekly, you're hosting. Perfect. Me too. It, it'd really? be nice if more people are doing this, then, then the it starts reaching. Like there's just rings of people inviting people over and it's mm-hmm. it becomes um more of a reciprocal thing. But I was really 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 bad at like inviting every i still am not great at it but i want to yeah. invite everybody everybody's invited i don't want anybody to feel uninvited so then i invite everybody and then we're feeding 30 people mm-hmm. um weekly and so don't feel don't do the same mistake i did don't feel like you need to invite everybody um, has some times where you have just a couple of people over those intimate settings a lot mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. happen. People have more conversation and they can, you know, go a little deeper in conversation. The other thing you made me remember too is if it is your first time meeting someone or you don't feel so comfortable, you don't know any topics that you want to talk about. I think it's okay to have a buffer mm-hmm. couple. Mm-hmm. Someone else you invite <gasps> yes. over, they will generate conversation or mm-hmm. just make it easier mm-hmm. if you already have that connection with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's okay. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if Ben and Heather is at our house with you, they're our buffer couple. <laughs> yeah, We're the buffers. buffers. And I'm just you kidding. are the weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> just think so back <laughs> if you've ever found yourself at Christina's house and we've been there and we looked confused like we didn't know you were going to be there you're the weird one yeah just think back <laughs> uh, no, we love being the buffer couple yeah, yeah. I love it yep I feel like it's part of my role in life to be the buffer <laughs> All right. This was a good episode, I think. Or two. Or two. Or three. (laughs) I'm so glad you guys are here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. You guys are a blessing. It was fun. Yeah. So thanks for listening. This is the end of episode whatever this one is. (laughs) Uh, We're glad you're joining us. If you want more episodes or subscription links or show notes with Israel dancing or whatever. <laughs> you can go to artofcommunity.net and you'll get all that stuff there. You can also search any podcast platform you're using and find us there. Art of Community. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>